Welcome to the Screen and Needle podcast. Join Will, Mark and Andy, as they talk about a random selection of movies and albums and then assign an arbitrary numerical rating to them. Ooh, compelling stuff. My name is Will Holden, and today I am joined by Mark Wall. How are you, sir? I'm all right, mate. Thank you. <laughs> Excellent. And I'm also joined by Andy Melbourne. How are you, sir? Yeah, all good. Cheers, buddy. Good. Today, we have gathered to discuss uh, the album Spilt Milk by the band Jellyfish. Uh, it came out in 1993. It has 12 songs. It is 46 minutes and 15 seconds long. That's the vital information that you all need to know. This was my choice to bring to the table. I came across this band um, through some playlist or other. Uh, I think it was either Joining a Fan Club or New Mistake was the song. It's my like draw in. And I think I popped it in with my like, I have like a potentials playlist where I just, if I like something, I'll stick it in and try and come back to it. But in reality, I just fill it up with songs that I never listen to again. Uh, but this one I, I eventually came back to, found the Source album, checked it out, and thought it was pretty good. It's uh, it's why I like doing podcasts, because I also do that. But I just save the album, essentially. And then, yeah, do the same, never come back to it. And uh, in at least trying to find something respectable and new for the podcast, it does force me to go and have a quick quick dip into them. Good. For sure. Yeah, yeah, I definitely pulled a few out of the, the potentials list on past podcast episodes. Mm. I guess I'm interested to hear what, you, what your uh, thoughts are on the album. Go on, Mark. Start us off. Okay. Uh, I thought it was a, a good podcast pick, Will. Straight away on the first listen, there was loads jumping out as being interesting and... Not necessarily unique, but we'll get to that. But definitely within the realm of stuff that us three tend to gravitate to, I think. So I can absolutely see why you why you chose it. 
And that first listen, I was thinking I was going to utterly love it, I have to say. And then there was a drop off. And now I'm kind of halfway in between, kind of boringly. Um, I feel like it could have been a really formative band for me had I known them when I was a child or a teenager. I think I could have got properly into them. But the problem is, and I imagine both of you may be the same, all of the stuff that has influenced them, and indeed, in fairness, the stuff I think may have taken influence from them, is stuff I was already familiar with. So mm -hmm. it kind of somewhat dilutes what they actually do. But that's not to downplay it. Again, I've settled on... I think it's pretty good. I think they're a pretty good band. But I do have some, some issues, for sure. Cool, cool. You come in in a similar angle, Andinio. I think we are going to end up giving it a similar score and maybe disagree on some of the uh, reasons why we scored it up and scored it down. Um, there was no real change for me. Like, first listen, I liked it. Uh, yeah, completely agree with you on, like, you can hear their influences, like, incredibly obviously, like, on specific songs as well. They just sound like other bands, and because they're bands that I like, that's not a criticism of it. And a couple of the tunes, I think, cross over a little bit um, for me. Like, it's very power pop, and occasionally it just crosses the line where it's a little bit too much cheese, but... Um, and I think it, it it may be sort of, I think the, it's top loaded as an album, essentially. I think the, the second half um, fades away just a little bit, but uh, there's lots that I like about it. Yeah, I think we're going to end up with similar score, but I've been proved wrong before. Yeah, cool. Well, I don't wildly disagree with either of you. I think like it isn't particularly original and you do hear its influences very much on its sleeve to the some point i'm not entirely convinced like some things aren't just lifted from elsewhere they sound so familiar that although i can't think of a song they actually are there are some melodies i just feel like i'm, I'm just sure i've heard this before somewhere um most of the songs i can sort of apply their i can what i feel is their major influence towards it and it goes somewhere between like Queen, XTC, Billy Joel, like et al, I suppose. <laughs> I guess that sort of thing. Um, I, uh, the, the cross, the line that it crosses where uh, it gets too kind of cheesy or too down the line pop only really happens to me on the last two songs, I think, are the kind of weakest of the album. Every other song has at least something i like in it but i also agree i also agree that like the first maybe six i don't know like the, my favorite songs are kind of dispersed amongst the first six or seven songs so i guess yeah I, overall i agree it's top heavy but actually yeah, I, I pretty much like everything on this album um and it feels a bit like because it's not very original it's it feels like a lot of familial styles but con combined with sort of just pretty solid songwriting i think it it makes it as a standalone sort of album outside of the purview of like old music 
I just think it's quite a fun 45 minutes to listen to every song. Uh, it's pretty fun. Yeah, I don't know that I entirely agree with both of you about the the second half, because Andy mentioned this um, the other day. We didn't go into details with it, but he did sort of mention the top-heavy thing. And um, I think it just kind of wears you down a little bit. It's quite a tiring album, I find. It's not in a, a bad way, but because there's so much going on and it's so relentlessly upbeat and happy, I mean, that's <laughs> obviously not going to last long for me. I need to be taken down, like, mood-wise at some point. A bit of melancholy. Um, that's it. But I, I kind of like the last three or four tracks because I think they they become a bit just more straight pop. Like, the, the thing that bothers me, and I think it ties into that cheese aspect, which you've both mentioned, which I can kind of get behind to a degree, but it's it's the kind of, you know, really earnest sort of rock vocal combined with all the poppy you know vocal harmony hooks and all of this and it's a it's a slightly jarring juxtaposition at times for me you know it's sort of this is a horrendous example but it's kind of like you know meat low fronting the beatles or something I it's like <laughs> i can't and, say it bothered me but that's funny <laughs> but the, yeah, I, get, um, I get more meat loaf and uh, beach boys Definitely get some beat, that would like make more sense. How many guys yeah, like, going on? <laughs> for sure. Uh, but yeah, the, the last few tracks are just more kind of poppy, and he doesn't do quite as many of the vocalisms, which slightly annoy me. Yeah, I get um, things like too much, too little, too late, like second to last track is more like Crowded House than it is like XTC. Mm-hmm. Like I think they, uh, yeah, it is, it is straight apart. I, again, because we, we did honestly only have like a two-minute discussion in the pub. <laughs> um, but because you'd mentioned that you weren't like in love with his vocals, I sort of listened out to it a bit more on the next listen. And yeah, I just think they're fine, <laughs> essentially. Like there's nothing, um there's nothing that stands out like that jumps out about his sort of vocal performance and the vocal melodies as well like they are very they're very safe choices but they're like I think they're good catchy pop melodies and the songs are just they're super melodic like they're full of like cower melodies and bass lines are often like very moving and not like emotionally moving (laughs) (laughs) Crumpled under the weight of his sweet, sweet bass line. <laughs> I, I don't find myself weeping at bass that often. <laughs> um, but yeah, like the yeah, very melodic lines throughout. Like that, and yeah, just good, good catchy pop in that respect. And I don't, I maybe don't disagree with you actually, Mark. It maybe just is the fact that I listened to the album a lot all the way through, rather than breaking it up. And <laughs> maybe I did just get a bit done with it by the end of it but the, the songs aren't necessarily any worse I was just done by that point I think the the first part of what you were saying is what is what works for me like his voice itself yeah isn't isn't great I think it changes a couple of times throughout the album like the voice he goes for in joining a fan club isn't the same as he uses for like Russian Hill yeah he mixes um, that up for sure but I think it works best in its kind of Queen-esque um, like huge harmonies 
as you say, like a lot of counterpoint in the melody and stuff. And it just feels like absolute solid pop music. And uh, like, yeah, very melodic. I think that's everything that works for me. And it totally borders on cheesy. But actually, I think a lot of the time it makes the slightly more interesting choice. And I, I, I say that only very slightly. <laughs> like it's not, it's not making like wild swings, but it will when it could resolve on the first, it'll uh, it'll just move off into something else. And there, there are enough kind of key changes for middle eights and stuff. Um, but yeah, it keeps me interested um, like pretty much throughout. And mentioning like Russian Hill, one of the kind of quieter ones, has a really nice jazz sort of uh, jazz flute break in the middle. Yeah, I really like that. Um, I think there's quite a bit of like varied instrumentation as well. There, there are some more strings, but there's kind of harpsichord bits and some like electric piano bits and even things like church Audience. bells and things just adding in, adding in like little stabs and stuff. It just feels very, I don't know, like professional doesn't make it sound as fun as it is, but it just feels, everything feels like considered and in its right place. Um there's a huge amount of like little additions that I think they're the sort of thing I could imagine Mark saying is like overproduction. I'm not, I'm, you might not. So sorry for putting words in your mouth, but like um, the chorus of like new mistake, there's just like a little percussive thing. It might be like a little guiro or something in like a one beat break. And it's just like little things like that, like little flourishes that, that, work for me yeah there they like are it, like, like it does much. it does just give a little a little something like you say the instrumentation constantly being varied and there's just there's there's little there's little lines that are almost unnoticeable and could could easily be kind of like very much not intrinsic to the tune but yeah on sort of repeat listens your ear just picks out occasionally i don't necessarily agree that they take the like the less obvious choice that often I think it's I, I, yeah, I'm not I'm not arguing it's all the time, but I think like there's enough there's enough in it for me anyway to sort of it's not it's not a massive criticism. Like I think what they do is something that I like and I think they do it very well. I think a lot of the melodies are like very obviously pop melodies, but they're just they're earwormy and <laughs> Yeah, like there's so much sort of melodic interest going in there that it doesn't matter that the choices are like, I think, fairly obviously choices a lot of the time. I do frequently come away with the last song I listened to, like stuck in my head. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, it's, it's very, it's very hooky. And sometimes those hooks are kind of to the point of annoyance for me. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, I, I wrote in my notes just to remind me which, which like each song was. So for Bye Bye Bye, I've got accordion and Parisian feel and then in brackets. Yeah. So I assume this is Mark's favourite song. Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do like it. I do like it for sure. Um, that song's mm -hmm. got some cool bits where like in both the second verse and the second chorus, there are additions like every time. I think there's like a second vocal in the second verse. And then, like the harpsichord comes in on the second chorus of that tune. Like it's it's a bizarre combination, like accordion and harpsichord. Kind of they I kind think, of make it work. 
just listened to yeah. the first I wanted to remember what song it was and I listened to the first probably half a second and was like oh yeah it's that one that one yeah <laughs> that's why I wrote no it's like a little just a little hint and I go oh yeah yeah that one yeah it's one of the songs that uh, grew on me after a couple of listens as well because it was one of the ones I probably would have said like cross that line where it's just a bit too on the nose like all the sort of piano stabs through the uh, through the verses and then yeah quite a sort of cheesy vocal hook with like stack vocals in the chorus but yeah, it's all there for that. It's a foot song there. <laughs> really, it did grow on me. There's a couple of those on there that, uh, yeah, it grew on a couple of listens. On it's paper, this feels like the antithesis of the sort of thing like I would normally go for. But I think because it's emulating like 70s and 80s pop rather than sort of more current pop, I think that's that's where the, the hook lies for me. Yeah, there's some definite Todd Rundgren vibes in Bye 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 for me sort of slightly brings to mind Zen Archer, which I love. I was hoping, Will, that your note for song number five, The Glutton of Sympathy, was uh, Westlife, because (laughs) that is the true bait power ballad, which I still can't decide if it's awful or amazing. Yeah, that did did know on me. (laughs) Yeah, that that one's one of the ones where I think it is... It's not one of the kind of like even remotely musically interesting ones. It does have a catchy, of like a very catchy chorus, but it is just a very catchy chorus. It does. It still has a kind of cool middle eight as well. Like you say, they do just go to those nice little chord changes at times. Yeah. Sometimes it feels maybe like it's a real like pop music by numbers, but it just feels at a quality that it, yeah, it kind of rings most of the time for me. There's also did you like there's a bit in All Is Forgiven, uh, another like big Queen number, um, that has a really weird dropout. Yeah, I don't like those. No, there's a couple that... in that song. Every time it happens, I like I think the music's turned off for a second. Yeah, so I, I listen don't to see the album coming. like three times. And they're like, wait, this happens every time. Yeah, absolutely. I know you mean there are some other ones, but there's one in particular that just happens like mid mid phrase, and yeah. yeah, I just found it incredibly annoying. Like it just <laughs> it doesn't happen at a good time. It doesn't do anything for the song. Like I just don't get that. It almost feels like it was a mistake in the recording that they just went fuck it. Let's just keep it in and just pick it up from there. Or was a was a mistake in the recording? They're like, we'll just drop that there. We'll just cut it out. Yeah, I don't know. It, it feels like a weird thing to have left in after all the like. I'm praising it for its uh, sort of kind of thoroughness and thought, and uh, so it must have been there on purpose. But it's yeah, it's one bit of the album that's just weird. I would have liked a few more moments, like the flute bit you mentioned in uh, Russian Hill, um, because for the most part, even though there's loads of additional instrumentation throughout. It's incredibly vocal driven. And um, yeah, there's a couple of kind of guitar breaks, which interestingly, um, I would imagine most of the lead guitar is Lyle Workman. Mm -hmm. I know John Bryan plays guitar on it as well. And I think T-Bone Burnett as well, who I'm guessing did the sort of, you know, uh, lap steel slash slide guitar stuff. But yeah, uh, Lyle Workman, 
played with Frank Black immediately kind of after this record, which is cool because it's almost like they unearthed him and then Frank picked him up or whatever. I don't know, but he doesn't get to go quite as wild. It's very like kind of tasteful, short little lead lines here and there. And that's fine. It's, uh, I'm not just saying I want Lyle Workman to take more mad guitar breaks, but I would have liked a little bit more kind of instrumental sections because it is just, again, a little bit tiresome after a while when it's just our man just, you know, layering himself up a hundredfold. And it's pretty cool, but it is kind of the same trick repeated over and over and over. The trick, though. Oh, it is a good trick. Layering but, himself up. Love it. I blew myself. <laughs> Sorry, I lost all... I forgot coherence. What you, forgot what your point was, basically. I was just laughing at that sentence. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not, a, I'm not a fan of um, extended solos, as previously mentioned, but I can get on board with that, actually. I think a little instrumental break at times maybe would... Because I've sort of come around to the idea that you're probably right and that the end of the album maybe isn't worse. It's just, yeah, it becomes a bit much by the end. And yeah, I think if you broke up those sections as well, it's interesting saying something like Russian Hill, which is one of the quieter ones. It's not exactly a ballad, is it? Like, no, it's just a bit no. like low key. Yeah, like uh, The Glutton of uh, Sympathy again, already been mentioned, but. It's, He's my best um, friend's more of a ballad. Feels like uh, it's got some. Uh, I guess. That is so XTC, that one. Yeah. It's it's real, like pure whimsy. Um, yeah, as well, just like completely breaking with the vibe a little bit and throwing a like more stripped back ballady tune, I think, would, would break it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, it's, a, it's harsh criticism. It's, uh, it's a good listen. It is, and it does it does reward multiple lessons, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah, agreed. What yeah, I feel I feel it's one that I will occasionally go back to. There's the potential, I think, for a track or two to make it onto the big playlist for me. Listen, I'll definitely come back to this. Like I think there's only three songs that I think aren't just fall short for me, and even then. None of them are awful songs. Like they, they basically just become a bit too straight line. But um, the glutton of sympathy, too much, too little, too late, and brighter day just kind of slip off for me. But everything else, I'm yeah, pretty happy with. I kind of like brighter day. I, I think it's a, it almost goes for a sort of Sergeant Pepper's kind of thing. It does have that. Yeah, that's like sort of. I don't know. I've written down sleazy jazz, but I'm not sure that's what I mean. It is interesting how it sort of ends as as it starts. Like I don't think the um the album opener is one of those that the first time around I was like, oh, this is super grabbing my ear and everything. And now it's it's just kind of a bit of a chore every time. I don't think it adds adds a tremendous amount. Oh, I um, I like hush. I enjoy that one. Yeah, I don't mind it. It's like two minutes as well, so burns through it. It's two minutes and it grows into it as an opening you probably get 30 seconds of practically silence at the start there was anything stand out to you enough to be your favorite i think the tracks that i imagine are the single tracks are the ones that stand out to me the the catchiest biggest power pop ones which i'd say is probably two four and six probably the ghost at number one 
actually by the end probably was my favourite song. Mm-hmm. Sure, you know, the fan club's call though, new mistakes call, but they're they're all like the biggest. Yeah, they they sound like the single tracks. Agreed. Done my and... research on that, so. <laughs> I'm in the same same kind of zone. Like I do like Bye 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 quite a lot. Um, but yeah, joining a fan club, new mistake, were kind of my top two, pretty much from the first listen. I, I hooked onto those straight away. And after repeated listens, I think new mistake is probably my my favorite. It is an absolute ball of cheese, but new mistake was my was my go-to early on. And then yeah, the ghost of, I mean, they're all a ball of cheese. <laughs> yeah, they're all a, big, all a big ball of cheese, but it's a, but yeah, it's a delicious yeah. big ball of cheese. I'm there for it. It's bad for me, but I like it. So, funnily enough, my picks would be completely different. I think I'd say Sabrina, Paste, and Plato. I think it gets really cool. That's one of the ones that really develops and changes like throughout. I think that's a cool one. Bye bye bye. I've, I mean, you, you kind of nailed it. Obviously, I've got a soft spot for that kind of stuff. Russian Hill, and uh, I would even say Brighter Day for me. Maybe it's just because I've listened to that one a bit less because mm. you know, it's not but, not oversaturated with it. Yeah, it's it's a pretty consistent album though overall. Um, I don't know that there is massive standouts to me. I, I'm sure I entirely agree that I just take a couple of tracks. I think I just you know occasionally turn to the album hit a few songs and uh yeah i have listened to a, a couple of their other bits and pieces i think their first album they only had one before uh could potentially end up being my preferred one it's a bit more kind of i don't know organic sounding um still very poppy but uh a little bit less of the rock stuff and it seems you guys gravitated towards the rock stuff and to be honest that's kind of the stuff that turned me off a little bit yeah cool beans are we are we ready to score it up yeah i mean the, the whole time i've been like trying to get the line and the, there's no point crying over spilt milk and uh i haven't managed to do it <laughs> <laughs> well all is forgiven mark nope you're not no, getting a song title in. Oh, I don't, yeah. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, edit, I'll edit the applause in. <laughs> Where's your applause button now? Okay. Um, why don't you start, Will? Yeah, I'm happy to go first because I've, I think I, I locked into a number quite early on and then sort of stuck there. So, I think because it's not like incredibly original, and as I say, some of the songs are so familiar. I'd be amazed if they're not they're not from somewhere else. I can't give the absolute top honors, but I do really, really enjoy this album. Um, and there's a couple of two or three tracks in there that are a bit lesser, but I find it like just a very enjoyable like experience. It's a 45 minutes that flies by for me, and it's a it's an easy eight out of ten. I'm going to go seven. I'm closer to an eight than I am a six. If uh, half marks were allowed, I might, might push it up to a 7.5. But Never. I think maybe a couple of the tracks that I like less, I like them less than you do. Well, that seems to be the main, the main I think reason that's probably why, I'm a, fair. Yeah. why, I'm, a, my why bo- I'm a point less. My bottom line on this album is probably, yeah, probably a little bit higher than yours, I think. 
because there's there's huge chunks of it I really like the the opening half of the album um, aside from track five is great and uh, yeah it did tails off a little bit for me but small small things cool album Marco round us off yeah seven as well for me um, could make myself argue a six or an eight on some listens but or a one yeah, or a ten. <laughs> No, it's a yeah. I think I think seven's right. I think ultimately it's not really my kind of music, even though there's so much about it, which is. But yeah, something about the something about the tone of it, like it's sort of. I guess the closest parallel would be something like Oranges and Lemons by XTC. Mm -hmm. Yeah, an album that I love. Yeah, as do I, and I think like. I prefer that to this, which is, you know, kind of bullshit because obviously it's a... Yeah, it, I mean, it is sort of like objectively better, I think. But I think... There's just because, a bit more variety on it, isn't there, I, I guess? Yeah, yeah. I think because they're aping that period, that's what kind of really works for me. Yeah, it was a good so, pick, though. I think, as I said at the start, can absolutely see why you threw it out there because it it feels like the kind of stuff that all of us are, are looking for in, in terms of its construction and... Yeah, of interest and don't want to put arrangement in either of yours in either of yours mouths. But I'm I'm assuming it's kind of not a seven because it's you know sort of ordinary in a genre. No, it's a it's seven of a on a taste scale rather than just a yeah it, you know it's good. <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. I think I as I said I I could go higher if I wasn't. It's it's my personal feelings on it. I think if I was reviewing it, I said this before for a magazine or whatever, I'd score it higher. To be honest, yeah, I can't can't disagree with that. Sweet. Okay, I'm hoping uh, I'm hoping this quiz kind of stretches out a little bit. I'm, I'm concerned I've kind of undercut the questions, but I think they'll take a little while, so I didn't want to do too many of these. The quiz, once again, lifted from somewhere else, is the bidding game, where I will give you a category that has a certain number of answers. You need to bid back and forth on how many you think you can name. Eventually, one of you, once placing a bid, the other will say, you know, go on then. Or I haven't thought of a, good, a cool catchphrase to say. Like, So we'll go through these. I've got five, five of them. So we'll see how we go. We'll have to go back and forth. I'm going to go Andy first because he's top of my screen, and then Mark, and then vice versa to start the bidding. Already incredibly so- nervous. I'm going to make Mark... Answer all of these. I'm going to say one for everything and then pass. I think the bidding's the best, the best bit. There are 36 playable characters in Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, including all of the DLC characters. How many can you name? I've not played it for about four years. I mean, really? come on. I mean, I, let's say one. It's called Mario Kart. Uh, ten. Ooh, so that's a nice, a nice chunky bid. Sixteen. I mean, I thought I could do more than ten, but I'm not sure I could do sixteen. Crime. It's a good raise, isn't it? It's bold. It is a good raise. I'm really going to regret this. Seventeen. Ooh, my increments. You're going to let him get away with that, Marco? Eighteen. No, you can have it. Right, let's do this. Right, Mario. Yeah. Luigi. Yeah. Peach. Yeah. Bowser. Yeah. Bowser Jr. Oh, come on. 
It's got to be that. The eyebrows from Will is upsetting. He's got his little. I know thing. there's. I know there's no visual element for this listener, but you're lucky. That's all I can say. I don't think he's that really. Be... Oh my god! I had so many more. Bowser Junior. Yeah, because of course there are there are most of the kind of because they all they all interchange with you know all those other lads. Yeah, but none of them are Bowser Junior. I'm afraid what? it's a, oh afraid it's a point to Andy. Did like go through what else? Did, what else did you have going on there? I had plenty. Uh, you know, Link, Donkey Kong, mm-hmm. um, Villager. Yeah. Uh, Inkling. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, now my mind's gone blank, but it doesn't matter, so we'll move on. You had your dry Bowsers. You had all of the kids are called Larry, Morton, Wendy, Iggy, Roy, Lemmy, and Ludwig. Yeah. None, of them, none of them are Bowser Jr. We had Toad and Toadette. You're correct. There's Toad and Toadette. You've got the like the Metal, metal Mario and like, Rose Gold Rose, Peach. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you've got all of the babies, Baby Mario, Baby Luigi, Baby Peach, mm-hmm. Baby Daisy. Baby Bowser. And then you just have different suits like Tanuki Mario and Cat Peach. And and then you just have Miis as well. You can play as a me. Yeah, I, was, I, was, I had me in the bank, but um, yeah, got Slits it. Up. Okay. There's, there's you, me, there's uh, Mark, me, there's me, me. <laughs> yeah. um, okay. <laughs> it's Ben, me. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next question. David Bowie has released 26 studio albums. How many can you name? It's Mark making his, uh, his guess Oh, first. sorry, yeah, this is Mark's, Mark's to go first. 26. 14. Oh, my God, I don't think I can do 14. That's big in a, in a first... First gambit. I mean, I was joking about letting Mark answer all of these, but I just, I just don't think I can do fifteen. I mean, the method worked last time. It did, but get this right, and it's all evens. It did, but it did, but it's incredibly boring. But it's just such a bold. Why have you gone so big so early? We could have well, built up fairness, to that. <laughs> go, go for the well, big laugh. I, I figured, I figured you knew Bowie, and also I've been listening to a ton of Bowie in the last few weeks. So if I can't do 14, I mean, that is a pathetic showing. What type of man are you? Yeah. I haven't. <laughs> I haven't. I still think 15. 16. Fucking hell. It's on. I think it's boring otherwise if I don't at least uh, <laughs> try and have guess. Now you can, you can have it. There's, uh, I'll, try, I'll try and play the game, but... <laughs> So 16. I'm not going to deliberately try and lose. <laughs> 16, hey, let's go for it. The trick here is I need to be careful because there's a couple of ones which are a bit kind of dubious. Like, I'm not saying this one. I'm going to try and survive without it, but I'm not actually sure if the album's called Space Oddity or David Bowie. Okay. Um, so I'm just going to skip it. I think uh, the right. to that, but I might be wrong. Hunky Dory. Yeah. The Man Who Sold the World. Yeah. The Rise and Fall of Ziggy Sardust. Yeah. Aladdin Sane. Yeah. 
Diamond Dogs. Yeah. Station to Station. Young Americans. Yeah. Low Heroes. Yeah. Lodger. Yeah. Ten. Let's Dance. Yeah. Labyrinth. I'm not going to accept it, but I'm not going to make you lose on that. I was going to say, like, I I presume Labyrinth was fine, to be honest. Yeah, it's a David it's, Bowie it, album, isn't it? Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't in the list of this twenty-six. So I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna make you lose okay. for it. But I'm not. I'm not gonna. All right. It either. Fair enough. Um, so I agree. I think that would have been fine as well. But I've not written it down. So. Black tie, white noise. Yeah. Outside. Yeah. Black star. Yeah. Uh, hours. Yeah. One more. Reality. Yeah. Easy. Bravo. I can still think of some pass that as well. I don't think you're like you have the next day. Nope. And that one day. scary <laughs> monsters. Heathen. Yeah, scary yeah. monsters. Scary, scary monsters and super freaks. Uh, you said let's dance and lodger, didn't you? I think. I did. Uh, uh, I had tonight in my mind, and then I thought, is it called tonight? Or that also would have been correct. They have yeah. station to station as well. I think did I said that one. Yeah, I think you said think stage so. station. I don't think you said pinups. Um, nope. And for Space Oddity, the album is called David Bowie. Bowie, yeah. He actually go. released. He actually released two albums called David Bowie, his first and second yeah. album. So I would have accepted the answer twice. Nineteen sixty-seven and nineteen sixty-nine. They are different albums, but Earthling. Do you have Earthling? Yeah, Earthling. Earthling's on there. Outside. Uh, I can't remember which ones you haven't haven't said now, but never let me down. Uh, the Buddha yeah. of Suburbia. Oh, yep. Christ, forgot about that. I mean, if if the Buddha of Suburbia is on there, then Labyrinth has to be because Buddha of Suburbia it. is I, a I, film soundtrack. Like no, you, you're yeah. absolutely right. Like I I didn't. I think it should be on the list. It just wasn't. That's why I didn't. I didn't want to fail you for it. But I. To be I fair, told you that uh, the the premise was there were 26, and that would have been. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think <laughs> I would have gone as far as like 22 on that. Because, yeah, you I seem just, you I, seem like you weren't reaching by the end. I was trying to go it. vaguely chronologically as well, but I this one really succeed. This one could be a bit of a doozy. So, question three: There have been thirty-two players who have scored more than fifteen goals for England. Oh no. Goal! I'm going to start low because I want a bidding war, so I'll go five. I will go eight. Nine. It's hard enough. There's a lot of there's a lot of range for an incorrect answer on this. Mm. There is. Uh, Oh, I'm tempted. Unlucky 13. I know you know football. It's a risk. I don't want to keep saying yes, because I think you'll keep pushing it up, relying on the fact that I'll take the question. <laughs> like I'm, I'm so prepared, you have to name all 32. I'm, I'm prepared to say no and let you have a stab at it. 14. There is a lot of uh, players that are just simply before my time, so... You've got you've to take one on, surely. This is. Uh, I feel like that was your uh, 
that's why you keep pushing it up because you think oh, uh, I'll have a go absolutely <sighs> tactics I think this is where this game truly comes alive not in the answering but in the bidding yeah go on then 15 take it I'm let's on. do this <laughs> okay um I'm going to try and just roughly go down in order from what I remember. I know there'll be loads that I miss, but because mm-hmm. Rooney's top scorer, isn't he? So, Correct. Rooney. I think Harry Kane might be second. Um, Gary Lineker. Correct. Michael Owen. Yeah. Bobby Charlton. Alan Shearer. Yeah. Yeah. Six. <laughs> I'm going to be so punty towards the end of this. It's unbelievable. <laughs> They're the best ones. Um, I don't know how far to go with like modern players as well. Like I sort of, I presume that like Lampard, Gerard, Lampard, Gerard. You're up to eight. Nice. Um, Christ, it is a lot, isn't it? Another seven. Yeah, but you're over halfway. I don't think I'd have I'd have gone for Gerard. You know, that was a a brave pick. Still a lot of gettable names here. Yeah. Um, I think there's like one big guy who held the record for a while. Could I'm be not sad. I mean, probably, yeah, probably quite a few of them held the record for a while. Well, yeah, true. <laughs> a lot of the but... players are all are older than Wayne Rooney. <laughs> so this is going to be a long one, incidentally, because I'm going to need a lot of thinking time going on here. Peter Crouch. Correct. Um, Nine. I said Jimmy Greaves, didn't I? You're going to have to keep track of where I'm up to. Had you already said Jimmy Greaves? I don't think I'd counted Jimmy Greaves. I, I don't think you'd said Jimmy Greaves. Jimmy so that's Greaves. Ten. That's ten. Five more to go, buddy. This is it's in range. Hard. I'm really struggling. I just don't think that like some of the like classic England goal scorers that I can think of have got that many. Like Crouch got a load in uh, like shitty matches, but. Um, oh, Ryan Sterling. Yeah, is that yeah? Yeah. Sorry, I muted myself. Yeah, yeah. Four, four more to go. I said that all dramatically as well. I just when you said it, I just went four more, and it was super cool. And then I was on fucking mute. I'm trying to think through the uh, like '66 team, but I can't remember because I'm sure that. Jeff Hurst didn't actually score that many goals for England and he only played. Like, that's a famous story, isn't it? Because somebody was injured and I can't remember the name of who it was who was injured, who I think is a... Unless that's Jimmy Greaves. Doesn't matter anyway. I'm going to have to take some guesses on modern players and hope that they scored some goals. Uh, I don't think Robbie Fowler would have scored that many for England. Heskey played a shit ton of games, but I don't think he scored that many for England. Well, he might have done. He played about 60 games or something. Mad. So wouldn't Defoe maybe? Skulls maybe? Probably not. Jermaine Defoe? Correct. That's a good Three show. more. 
Jermaine's on the list. Which is kind of surprising, isn't it? In a way, it doesn't feel like he's a. Yeah, the lot of England caps. Yeah, classic yeah. poacher. Played a long time. No, I got respect for Defoe. Yeah, I played. I, just, I feel like he's never Good really mentioned. No. I just keep thinking of big premiership strikers that haven't... I don't think, like, Andy Cole played who, that often Who were, like, England. French and German. <laughs> and I was thinking of English ones. So I was thinking, like, Les Ferdinand and... Mm-hmm. Uh, who, again... None of them played, though, did they? No, that's it. Like, England had a, like, absolute stacked load of strikers. There's a name that I'm sure is, like, really high on the England list. It's only when you see those lists. But I can't totally remember his name... It's like, I feel like I'm going to have to say it because I'm running out of players. Is it like Nat Loft? First. Oh. <laughs> Loft House. Is that <laughs> I would allow that. Now, well, Mark, you're the competitor. So if Mark will allow, you've got two left. Nat Loft House is correct. Pulled that out of nowhere. It's just it's just always in those lists, isn't it? Like every England game, when it's showing how close like Kane's getting to the top of the list, he's on the list. So <laughs> um I can't I can't think of any more. Oh wait. Um Jeff Hurst. Yeah, great. I think he was he not that's it, you, you saw one of the highest for ages. Yeah, he's about it was off saying uh that sort of loft hurst that uh, that got me to that <laughs> to Jeff Hurst. Well, you circled around Jeff Hurst for a while and like then kind of went and moved away from him again. Yeah, how I many was he on? Will I couldn't remember the other sixty-six uh, strikers. I, I'll be honest, I, I didn't put them. Um, what they particularly scored, but I think incidentally, he's, he's a... about the he's about the sixteenth highest. Oh, okay. I think there's a very good chance I'm going to fall one short here because I think I'm going to have to take an absolute punt. On you've, got, like, you've got one one left. This isn't my answer, but I'm going to end up taking a punt on like Andy Cowell having scored 15 goals for England. And it'll be mental. What about Big Darius? Yeah, I thought about him as well, but no, no way. Can't have done. I think he got a lot of England caps. That Heskey's going to end up being my punt if I can't think of someone better, but he can't possibly have scored that many. I mean, Beckham took penalties for a while. That's got to have knocked a few off the list for him. I can think of a couple of free kicks, but how many open play goals did he score? Very few. Beckham would be close to 15. That, yeah, that's one of the borderline I, ones. I could see him at 10. I could see Skulls at 10 as well. Like, but I'm not convinced either of them. Would have got 15. A few moments later... Just got to pick one of the people you've said, man. Yeah, I think it's time to, time to take the punt. You've got one more to go. It's live or die. Yeah, we, we literally will kill you if you fail. I, I think I think this is going to be a fail. Um, pesky. Oh, you went oh. the wrong way. You went the wrong way, David Beckham. Beckham got man. you over Beckham. the line. Yeah, it's between the two. I said Hesky. Some names. Some names that are a bit less familiar. Your Tommy Taylors, your Tony Woodcocks, your Dixie Deans. Oh, I used to love Dixie Dean. Oh, wow. Um, I just read a story about him scoring like seven goals in a match for Everton. I used to love him when I was younger. <laughs> also, Danny Welbeck. 
Uh, Welps, there he is. Uh, well back, yeah. Oh Christ, Heskey scored seven goals in sixty-two appearances. Yeah, I, I no <laughs> surprise to be fair. Uh, Kevin Keegan, you got Brian uh, Robson, sure David was. Platt, Vivian Woodward. Uh, you had Shearer, didn't you? And uh, Tom Finney. You had Michael Owen as well, I think. Yeah. I mean, you got yeah, you got a lot of the key ones outside of sort of Welbeck, Beckham in terms of modern modernish players. But yeah, I think. Platts and Robson. I have to say that was incredibly unfortunate. <laughs> Literally. It was for it to be an two awesome one, raise two by me one. to get you in on the 15 because you <laughs> yeah. nailed it otherwise. I'll be if, honest. If, as well, if was... Andy had challenged you at 14, Mark, would you have made it? Um I don't know that I would have done, you know. I think I'd have come close, but I think I may have chipped in with a, a wrong one, maybe. Sweet. Right. Just to risk it, this next one could be even longer because there are even more answers. Good. Uh, this is back to Mark to vote first, isn't it? So it's 2-1, two, 2 to go. So Andy yeah. has to win this one. Realistically. No pressure. It's a shame as well because the last round was a really fun, fun round. It'd be a shame <laughs> if there's nothing to play for. But... Let's have a go. There have been 93 Best Picture Oscar winners ever. Oh, no. Um, (laughs) Go. Go. (laughs) How many can you name? Oh, this is going to be a nightmare. Uh... I'm no good on the Oscars. It's the amount of wrong answers that you get. That's the thing, isn't it? It's just so easy. The potential for wrongness is massive. It's funny as well, like when we'll go through the list, there are so many incredibly familiar films, but you're right. The avenue for just being wrong is... uh, It's huge, yeah. Yeah, it's big. It's it's a pathetic opening gambit. I'm going for four. I think it's an honest gambit. Andy, you're raising... Yeah, I don't want to raise too high because I'm hoping Mark will keep this low. Um, six. I, can uh, name a, I think I can name a few of the last, like, the last few years, essentially. I think that's it, if you can remember the last few and kind of work backwards. Yeah. Not a bad place to start. And then there are some big classics, of course. Seven. Um, eight. No point pushing it any higher. Tension's palpable. I hope this um, is getting. I hope I this have, is getting. I have a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm glad I'm, I'm on nervous. the outside of this, just asking the questions. It's exciting. Nine. Yeah, I'll go ten. <laughs> it's high up now. Oh God. Um, I'm just not sure. There's a there's a load where I I'm just not sure if I won or not. I think ten's a lot though. I mean, look, full credit to you. I want you to do it, but yeah, go for it. Ten. Let's knock them down. All right, parasite. Correct. Strong start. Thanks for that. Um, 
God, if I get an early one wrong as well. The thing, isn't it? Because I'm gonna I'm gonna start off the first few years and then start taking wild stabs at uh the films I imagine one. Um I'm I'm pretty sure that I'm pretty sure that the shape of water won. Correct. And I'm pretty sure wow. that, I'm pretty sure that Moonlight won. Correct. Three in. Good man. Good knowledge. Um I watched this film the other day and I think it won Best Picture. I can't remember the full title, so you're just going to have to accept Birdman. I will accept Birdman or The Unexpected Virtue of Ignorance, but I will accept that for... Um, The Hurt Locker, because that was the first... Was that the first female director? That's mad, isn't it? (laughs) It was, yeah. Mad and sad, but yeah. yeah. Hurt Locker is correct as well. Good work so far. Yeah, halfway through. Yeah, I'm already like running out of recent ones, though. yeah, but you've got some biggies, which I feel like yeah, I know, could yeah. be in the bank. Yeah, I'm just going to, that's it. I'm just going to pull on big, big names after a while and just hope that they won. Um, I think that Titanic won. That's one of them. Correct. Six. Because I think Titanic won everything that year. Pretty much every Oscar that year. Deservedly. Um, Undeservedly. <laughs> So it should have won best supporting actor for Billy Zane, but well, correct. That's the they should cash in all their other Oscars and just give them one to Billy Zane <laughs> for being a cool guy. Uh, sorry, Twelve Years a Slave. Correct. How many am I seven. up to? You're up seven. to seven. How many? Do three, I need? More. three more. Uh, you can easily do this now. Surely, <laughs> yeah. I just feel like some of the biggest ones are probably going to be the ones that kill you because there's been a load of classically regarded films which everyone assumed won the oscar and they didn't um which is why i didn't want to take this on but you've you've really nailed all the modern ones i forgot i, I saw pretty of, much all of those i don't i don't like i never watch the oscars but i do i tend to like at least try and cherry pick a few off the uh off the lists it just um, permeates the news as well doesn't it like you yeah. just hear it somewhere who won, won best picture and all that um so I'm, I'm now at the stab territory, though, so I'm going to go uh, The Godfather. Correct. I'm genuinely tempted to go part two as well, but I'll save that one in case I can't think of anything else because I don't know. Uh, Casablanca. That was Correct. Uh, early on my list. One more. Make it a good one. I've got a couple of those like big films in my head. I don't know which to go for. I feel like there's 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 one film which I just consider the kind of forebear of Oscar winners. I think it'll be one of Gone with the Wind, a season came presumably one, but I don't know that for sure. Was Gone with the Wind another one that won everything? Was that like what the Titanic took the like crown from? Um, Here's for your help, guys. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, back at, we're back at another last question. Gone with the wind. Correct. Well done, buddy. Yep. You've drawn it even. Superlative so, stuff. It was, it was very good. You actually named a lot of the ones I didn't expect and then kind of missed some of the ones I thought you might have got. Argo. Oh, um, did Argo win? Well, little you. Uh, the Boy. King's Speech, No Country for Old Men, The Departed. Oh, um, Departed yeah. 
Return of the King was the only Lord of the Rings film to win, but the other two were nominated. That would have been one of the only ones I had. Did Godfather Part 2? You were correct about Godfather Part 2. I'll just try and smash through a few of these, but A Beautiful Mind, Gladiator, American Beauty, Shakespeare in oh, Love American one. Beauty. Uh, Braveheart, Forrest Gump, Schindler's List, Silence of the Lambs, Dances with Wolves, Rain Man, Platoon, Out of Africa, Gandhi, Chariots of Fire, Kramer versus Kramer, The Deer Hunter, Annie Hall, Rocky, I yeah. thought you might have come to because Rocky won in a year when it was up against just like four empirically better films and one anyway. The Sting, One Flew Over the Cookie's Nest. Oh, I mean, what film? there are 90 odd of them, so it's a it's a bold list, but you did exceptionally. Cheers, buddy. Um, okay, well, due to, quite frankly, both of your heroic efforts so far, we've come two each to the final round. I'm quite pleased with this round. I hope it's going to be one... Um, which there's some fierce bidding on. It's a bit more of a memory test than anything else. Oh, no. We have watched 26 films for the podcast up to the point of what's... Oh, wow. Up to the point of what what has been released. So that is the most recent episode to come out. There have been 26 films. Bid away, chaps. I think it's Andy to go. Is that right? Andy, Mark, yes, yeah. Andy, Mark, Andy. Um, yeah, because they're, because they're uneven. You get one too many, but it had to be uneven so there couldn't be a draw. Such is life. Five. <laughs> <laughs> That's pathetic. I mean, I was thinking uh, it would help if we didn't have stupid titles um, on the episode because then I might actually remember what they referred to. If they're all Body just got- called... The film yeah. name. Yeah. <laughs> Already got the uh, title for this one sorted though. Nice. Uh I mean I've, I've got to go more than that. Ten. I mean, I was gonna say that's the game. You've got to go more than that. Yeah. It doesn't have three. I mean that is the game, but I'll just name one, thank you. Um twelve. Fourteen. I want to keep pushing this up, but I'm not sure how high I can actually go. Fifteen. Sixteen. That is tough. Remember two-thirds of them. If you win this, I'm going to feel disappointed in myself for being such a pathetic little... uh, I'll pass along, but I'm going <laughs> to pass it along to you, buddy. So is that 15? 15. Only oh, missing yeah. 11 of them, I think is tough. Yeah. Okay. Start with the uh, strongest music. Correct. Well played. <laughs> Just go in order of your favourites from now on. <laughs> The Adventures of Adele St. Blanc. Blanc, Blanc sack, isn't it? It is, yeah. It is, yeah, so it is but... Um, I'll defer, as, as you did for Andy. Yeah. Defer to it's, Andy. It's That's two. The Extraordinary <laughs> Adventures of Adele Blanc sack. Okay, there were two words out there. 
I'm not. Uh, but yeah, it was I'm it not, was the right. I'm not idea. giving you another one if you uh, if you're wrong. No, no, that was fair. <laughs> yeah, I think well, that's I'm, you. I'm going to avoid the bloody one that I've already misnamed on the podcast, which is that like dynamite one. That's not, <laughs> yeah. not an answer because I still cannot remember what it's called. <laughs> yes, I know precisely what you mean. Sorry to bother you. Correct. The knack. Correct. And how to get, get it. it. Uh, five easy pieces. Wild Correct. at heart. Correct. Four more. Oh, no, wait, sorry, you got 15, didn't you? <laughs> Nine more. <laughs> this is not happening. Four more, already, then another five I'm more. already struggling. Um, oh, my God. They're going to come in groups, I hope. Um, oh, what the hell is it called? Oh, my God. Bloody... Deaf drummer. Oh, what's it called? The Sound of Metal. Correct. Right. I was going to say the Sound of Silence. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. I didn't think I'd be struggling this much. Just shy of the halfway point. It's that thing from last time, Will, with the... Uh, Songs with the names of the week, or anything, your mind just goes completely blank. Absolutely blank. Like thinking about it, I'd go try and remember any of the ones that you hated. I think they'll stick with you more. I should at least be able to remember the ones that I've suggested. Night, <laughs> night moves. Correct. Eight. Hmm. Uh, I don't think I'm going to be able to do it. <clears throat> But this is where Andy was with the football and got up to got up to like 14. Yeah, I'm just wary of, I mean, obviously we can edit this to hell. So it's not just 15 minutes of me saying, um. Yeah, this is the tension build. I'm going to... Well, uh, I didn't, who wants to be a millionaire? Like, drone as well. Oh, was, oh, that's nice. Yeah, I was thinking like um, countdown ticking clock, but... It just keeps restarting over and over again. Probably not helping Mark think here. Right, this is another one where I it could knock me out because I'm not sure about not sure about the name. Bo Burnham's inside. Correct. Yeah. Nine. Hmm. It's odd that I could remember the first few, and then there's just a complete blank. I can't believe that you got, even though you got the name wrong. Yeah, the extraordinary Adele, adventure of Adele, Adele Blanc Sec. One I sort of thought would be more um, forgotten. I think it was the first one we did, maybe. I think the cage one was, but but yeah, not that. Oh, uh, the platform. Yeah. Correct. Ten. It's happening. It's all <laughs> happening. Five more. Twenty-six. See the cops. Christ. Um. And churned about. Which ones did I hate? <laughs> that doesn't narrow it down. 
and 24 of them. <laughs> One-eyed jacks. Correct. Begin to get nervous. So four, four left. Four go left. Ooh. Akira. Correct. Three left. What was the other sound one? What was the other sound one? Christ. I thought you were going to miss the trick, not considering the... Uh... Yeah, well, that's it. I, I mean, it's a little mini pool I can turn to now. So, uh, Candyman? Correct. Two left. What was the first sound one? I thought about I thought about that as a thing, and I remember Candyman, and it doesn't matter. All I'm doing is giving clues, and I don't want to do that. So you're on your own. It's it's annoying. I oh, I think I've got it. It's a bit of a risk. The vast of night. Correct. That wasn't one I thought I was just either about, of you would get. I was just about to say, like I plain can't remember the name of uh, of Louis. Of Louis one, yeah. There it is. Big Sam has seen me home. Midsummer. Correct. Midsummer. Wow. Well, well played, Mark. I, I, that was pretty ropey. <laughs> like stuff. I can't think of any others at all. You, you're I gonna hope. have to run them, Will. I'll run through all twenty-six of these. I so I, can, I think I can remember some more of them. Yeah, you 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 pull them out Do before it. I go through the list. Like um, Man on the Moon was uh, fairly recent. Uh, right. What was it? What was it called? It wasn't called Man on the Moon. Oh, sorry. Uh, the Jim and Andy. Uh, Jim and Andy is correct. Andy. Yeah. Um, what was the dynamite? Whatever. Dolomite. Dolomite. Dolomite is my name. Dynamite is my name. <laughs> we, we went to the cinema to see um, Black Widow. We did. Oh, of course, good show. Also, uh, your name. Correct, your name. Oh, that was one of yours, show. Marco. Great oh, show. Promising young woman. Promising young woman. How correct. did I forget that? My and Ray, God. Ray and the Last Dragon, because they're Ray the two, and the Last Dragon. Two that were the angriest, and I might be out after that. Yeah. These are in order. So you got Wild at Heart, you got The Extraordinary Adventures of Adele Blanc Sec, you got five easy pieces. I've written, I've written five East pieces here, but nice. I'm not, but you were correct. It is. Well, you easy. should. That is wrong then. I win. <laughs> uh, number four, Trial of the Chicago Seven. Oh, yeah. It was, oh, well, sorry to my picks. I forgot about it. It was. Sorry to bother you. That was one that you got. Army of Shadows, I think, when you were thinking of black and Ooh, white. Yeah, maybe. Uh, Edward. Oh, yeah. Of course. When I was saying think of things you hate, I'm thinking of ending things. Oh, my God, again. How did I not remember? Another one of yours, Under the Silver Lake. Yep. Uh, some you got, Promising Young Woman, you got Dolomite is my name. I didn't. You didn't get, but just Dynamite is my name. is just funny. Candyman, Inside, Rare in the Last Dragon, Night Moves, Music, The Vast of Night, Black Widow, One-Eyed Jacks, The Sound of Metal, The Platform, The Knack and How to Get It, Jim and Andy, and Akira. So yeah, between you, you got a good chunk. What a, what a fucking selection. I mean, we fucking rule. That is, that is some, <laughs> varied, some varied film list, that is. It's not solid bad. solid it's list not of 26 bad. films, isn't it? I'm really glad we got to the last round with something to play for, because I was very pleased. It's kind of struggling yeah, for a love, fifth loving round. That. Yeah, Loving it was that. Um, it was good. Not happy. an Oscar winner in sight. <laughs> no. <laughs> cheers, boys, and cheers for putting the thing together, Will. 
No sweat, anytime. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, me too. Been good fun. Well, that's all from us at Screen and Needle. I hope you join us next week. We'll talk about another film, another album, and another top five list. Bye.